Welcome to an off leash. These Mutts Podcast. 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 Get on. I'm not supposed to be here. I'ma give it to you raw. Straight jaw dropping. I'ma go and drop your jaw. Real stories, man. I'ma give it to you right. Straight fighters, Mike Tyson, away life fight. Ain't no giving up, nah, man. We off leash. Real stories out the belly of the beast. Real life, real facts. Straight overcomers, take that. Welcome to the Off Leash, These Mutts Podcast. Real life, real stories, with a high contact. Welcome to episode number seven. This is Off Leash of These Mutts Podcast. And today we got Marcus and Jessica from Bullhogs with us. Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Hello, Jessica. Hi. <laughs> Don't be scared. <laughs> Don't be scared of the mic. Okay. <laughs> so what's up, man? You guys rolled up on the bike today? Yeah. you. Uh, we had to roll up on the hog, you know. Oh, the Bullhogs. Yeah, bull so. That's right. Is, is your bike named the Bull? No. <laughs> <laughs> that might be an no. idea, dude. Just be a rolling billboard right there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's going on with you guys today? Welcome. I mean, you guys are, you guys got a lot going on. It's not just one thing, right? Oh, yeah. We're, we are super busy people, man. We we're try to keep things rolling constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, outside, you know, the work life, that that's a must. Yeah. Um, and then we we do the French bulldog thing. Uh, we're constantly trying to grow. We we throw out like photography out there. We're getting into a little bit. Um, Who, which one of you guys are doing the photography? That'd be her, Jessica. I got a camera and I don't even know how to use the thing. <laughs> Summer bought it for me for my birthday and it's pretty high tech and it's just collecting dust. I need help. Okay. Awesome. Talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need help. I'll talk to you after the show on that one. Okay. So how many dogs you guys got right now? Five. Five? And what uh like what what colors? What do you got? What's going on? So we got the a blue brindle. Yeah. We have uh the blue fawn. Yeah. Got a chocolate and tan point. Uh we got yeah. uh our, our main stud, King Midas, which is uh uh platinum. Dude, that's an awesome name. Yeah, King Midas. Yeah, you came up on that name. That's tight. King Midas, I like that. And so what else do you guys got going on? Because it's not just Frenchies anymore. Yeah, no, we, we dabbled a little bit into the English Bulldogs. Uh-huh. Um, because we wanted to go with the theme. Because that, that's where the name came from was, you know, it, it sounds like, you know, Bulldog. But we're the Bullhogs. Right. But, you know, the Hogs, it's, it's like you're the boss. Uh, boss Hog. Yeah. And then the same thing, like, you could roll up on your Hog. Nice. You know, oh, so, so you're, you're keeping that same theme going. Yeah, so it, it is a theme. And what about the the dog care? You got you got dog care going on, right? Like grooming or? Yeah, we just started. Um, I just started like I groomed a few dogs so far, but I'm um, taking some classes. Like I got certified to be a spa owner, like a dog spa owner. So we're yeah. carrying it towards that. So it's not like just grooming. It's going to be like more of an experience for the dogs and the owners. Are um are you are you doing like a mobile thing too or? So far, no. We're just no. uh. 
doing it like a shop just like a shop right now yeah i got those two back there i need to drop off over there they're like dragon claws on those girls (laughs) no yeah we can do that we've been so let me ask you guys this um how hard is it as a family to do all this? Cause I, I tried the dog thing. We tried the Frenchie thing. We tried the English bulldog thing and you know, we're, we're still, we're still proud of it. We're still down to do it, but it wasn't easy, dude. Oh man. No, it's a, it, it's a weight. You know, you, you gotta really hustle. You gotta do work. You can't just sit around and, and expect people to throw dollars at you. You well, know. well, that, that that's the image that people got. People got, hey, dude, you, I'm just gonna grab, I'm just gonna get in the Frenchie game, or I'm gonna get in the dog game, and I'm gonna yeah. ball out of control. Right? Yeah, but no, it, it's so much that goes into it. How long have you guys been at it right now? It's been about eight, eight and a half, almost nine years, I would say. Dang. Yeah. You guys have been putting in some sweat. So, how long were you in it before you noticed? Like before stuff actually started happening, like moving forward for you guys. I would say a good four or five years. So you had to feed those things for four to five years, take care of them, take them to the vets, do all this stuff before anything actually started coming forth. Yeah, we were putting it in and and not seeing any return. And we, you know, we got discouraged for a little bit. What was that like? Like, because that's a lot of money up front. Yeah. You know, you just get to the point where you want to cut your losses and just step away from it and maybe try something else. Yeah. And uh, but we didn't. We just kept going. We had a lot of support. We had, you know, George from Iron Bulls. Yeah. We had Ralph from Throwdown Bulls. Yeah. And, and they supported us. If we had questions, if we needed a hand, they were always there for us. They would show up, you know, 10, 12 o'clock at night right after the, the shift working. Yeah. You know, driving truck and stuff and. Um, no, we we had a a, a close team the, that helped us out. The, the, those are some solid guys, George and Ralph. We we'll give yes. a shout out to Iron Bulls and Throwdown Bulls. If you guys don't know them, check them out. They're pretty solid, man. Very solid cats. Um, how does that? How did it affect your guys' marriage throughout this thing? Because I know it had to have been strenuous, especially with you doing all the well being and the long hours. Because it's not like you just get to sleep all night. Well, is it my turn? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wouldn't say like it put a negative strain. I would say it built us closer because we were able to struggle through that. Mm -hmm. And um, we both kind of had a background from breeding dogs in the past. And Uh so I had never gained anything from it either. So um, I was on board. Whatever he wants to do, I'm always willing to try. I might fight it a little bit at first, but this is something I know how to do. I'm yeah. comfortable doing it. I love dogs. Um, I'm willing to learn. I ask questions. If I need help, I reach out. There's been a lot of um, females on Instagram that like uh, Gina. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know her Instagram. That's bad. <laughs> she <laughs> changed it. But, I, you know, it's Gina and she, she whelps. And, uh, Gina, she, forgive us. Yeah. She's <laughs> but gonna. when we find out, we'll give you a shout out, Gina. Yes. And... Uh, she's been amazing i know i can call her if i have a question and she helped me out yeah you know a few times even just watching her instagram live i learned a lot on the whelping part yeah um so just learning along the way talking to breeders asking questions not being scared to ask quote-unquote dumb questions because if i don't know i have to ask yeah 
Um, but I, as far as the marriage goes, um, I wouldn't say the dog thing put the strain. I would say it was the kids. The kids. More. I, how many so kids you guys got? We have three. Three. And they're all boys. And they're three all boys, boys. And they're all two years apart. So, That's awesome. I, you know, the first one, it wasn't you know too bad but then the second and then the third came and then that that's what put i would say the mainstream but also uh growing the dogs took more time also so i had to like make sure my schedule allowed for things because i have to feed the dogs yeah and i have to make sure they're clean and um he does help but it's mainly you know my responsibility to get, make sure it gets done yeah because you're at work yeah, so I'm I'm busy, you know, at work, and she's she holds it down for me, you know, yeah. for us. And what about the kids? Do do they have a part in this? They do. Like besides ha- just stay out of it. <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, we do have them stay out. Like especially yeah. when there's puppies, we have them. They know puppies are here. Don't, don't. Just, just don't, don't. <laughs> that, that's all you gotta say is don't. The I back think, room is off limits. Yeah, so. I, th- I think every parent out there understands. Just, just don't. Yeah, and, and it's only because they're little. Like when they get older, of course, I do want to show them how to do things, so I have help. Yeah. Um. But, but the thing with it is, we're trying to incorporate into our children the mindset to build, be businessmen. Mm, we nice. want. We're trying to strive to teach them that you know they don't have to settle to make somebody else a bunch of money when you can make it for yourself right, right. and so i want to incorporate in that their spirit so they they grow up to be more than we are today you know i just i'm reading a book right now called uh the art of impossible and and i learned about controlled motivators versus autonomy motivated and it, basically like a controlled motivation is like your regular job you know you you're going to do what you want to do in order to get a paycheck if you will and an autonomy motivator has to do with your passions and and you you succeed so much more you're willing to give so much more effort when you're when you're chasing your passion and you're pursuing it and i think that i think what you guys are doing with your children is is spot on dude if those kids can find what everyone calls a side hustle and turn it into a main hustle yeah. and then get other streams of income going on. And that's where it's at rather than I just want to be a doctor because it pays good or I want right. to be a lawyer because it just pays good. And that's the only thing you're looking at. It's just the pay, but you hate your job. Right. Yeah, With that, that passion, you're going to take care of your people. Yeah. It, you can do what you want to do and you get paid for it. You know, somebody once told me, you want to be doing something that you're willing to do, even if you didn't get paid for it, you would there still you go. go to work. That's, that's where it's at. And to anyone that's listening to that, if, if you can find that niche, something that you would be willing to go and do for free and somebody pay you for it, then that's, you're in the money. That's gold. So you've been a hustler though for quite some time, right? Marcus. Yeah, I've, I've been getting into a couple of things back in the days. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, I love these parts. Yeah, it, it depends how far you want to go back. I mean, just go all the way back, know, bro. Man, take it all the way. Oh, yeah. I, I tried all kinds of things. I tried all kinds of things. You know, the biggest thing I tried was to, you know, uh, grow cannabis. Right. Uh, and, and sell that there. You and, tried or were you successful? Well, I was smoking it all, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you were growing. You were, was it good? It was oh, good yeah. stuff. I mean, if you smoked the whole thing, then yeah. yeah. 
All right. All right. But at least it saved me money there. But, you know, I got into <laughs> <laughs> saving money versus spending money. That's cool, you know. You got to go back to the to when you were little. You told me about the fundraising. Ooh, that's Ooh. that's a good one. That is a good one. Okay, let's hear it. So <laughs> I was, man, I was a little boy. Probably about, say, eight, nine years old, my oldest son. And uh, you know how the kids get sent home with them fundraisers and stuff? So there was a, a list of things that you can win. Or if you sold so many things, you would make cash. And I went for the cash, brother. Yeah. I went for the cash. And uh, after that, I was like, okay, I, I see what I could do here. And I've always, since that day, I have always been looking for some type of business or something that I could do on my own. And even the job that you're at, you you love what you do, right? Yeah. It, yeah, because you're hands-on. You're a kind of artsy guy, craft. You're using your eye, your skill set. I mean, I can't just read that in the book and go do it. It's oh, a skill. Yeah, it's yeah. a trade. Yeah, it, it's really stressful at times, but it's it's worth it. Well, yeah, and it's a business that I don't think is ever going to die. Right, yeah. People just don't know what they're doing anymore. Oh, no. So <laughs> uh, That's the reason I got into that industry, the auto body industry, was because, uh, you know, back in the day I was I was reckless. I kept drinking and driving and crashing my car so i said yeah well i guess i might as well learn how to fix these things you know Cause yeah because <laughs> i ain't i ain't selling nothing i'm smoking it all yeah. so i can't pay to get it fixed let me fix it myself yeah, that is awesome that's right so what else what, what, what other trouble did you get into oh man uh you know besides that that kind of lifestyle I, we got into like uh you know selling things like prince's house cut cone knives we got into like Transamerica. Hold on, let's back up to the Cutco. What's going on with the dude? I got a Cutco knife. I paid fifty bucks for this one knife. Yeah. And I asked asked the dude to come sharpen it. And dude, what's up with this sharpening gig? This is only a special tool to sharpen this knife. Yeah, you got to send them out. I, I believe. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's crazy. I never used it because I don't want to have to go send it out to go get sharpened. <laughs> I just keep it there now. I just hey, look, I got a Cutco <laughs> knife. It's like a conversation piece. <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of like the old Kirby vacuums. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you did Cutco. What else? Yeah, I did uh, that Cutco. We did that uh, Prince's House, Transamerica. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was like an insurance thing. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, and, and I even received a letter uh, from Allstate asking us to, if we wanted to open up our own Allstate shop. Really? And I considered that. But it was about 100000 to get started there. So, uh, you know, we... We try to maybe work our way. You got to come out a hundred k out of your own pocket. Out, yeah, out of pocket. Really up front. It's actually thirty thousand out of pocket, and then you can get a business loan for seventy. So the minimum so, is thirty thousand cash. Thirty thousand cash. Well, not cash, but you know, like from you, and then you can do the rest. But then you got to finance the other seventy. Yeah, so. but that's that's a big risk. So, so then it's even so it's a little more like, than a hundred now. Yeah, that's the minimum. That's minimum. Huh. Now I'm looking at all those all state agents. Like, dang. You guys had your act together. <laughs> <laughs> well, t tell me a little more. How about you, Jessica? How was your past? I, I'm i always scared of everything. Like, Marcus is the, <laughs> is the one who has the ideas. And I just kind of, even like with the princess house, I like he, not that he pushed me into it, but he was like, yeah, let's do it. And then what, I'm like, I don't. What, what is the princess house? It's uh, crystalware, like, okay, not Tupperware, but like Pyrex almost, but. 
super nice. You you got my attention at Pirate. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it, it, it is good stuff. They have other things too, like bowls, coffee cups, but it's crystal. Yeah. Mainly. And it's it's good stuff. It's good quality. I still have my stuff from years ago. Um, they have, you know, good insurance plans on them. They're pretty. Yeah. So. So what, what happened? Did it just die out? You guys just moved on to the dogs? and Yeah, I just kind of, I had just had Azariah. And so it just was, you know, like hard to put in the time. Plus I just, I, if you don't want to buy it, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But he's more of the. It kind of goes back into that teamwork. Yeah. Yes. You know, because I did, I, I had to push her because, you know, I was always trying to do a little side hustle, but I was stuck at home at work. And I don't don't didn't really have a lot of free time. Yeah. So I was kind of like, okay, well, we got kids, and it doesn't make sense for us to have you go work just to pay a babysitter. So we got to figure something else out. Yeah. Then you just nickel and diamond it after yeah. that with yeah, whatever's exactly. left over. Yeah, we're kind of in the same boat too. Kind of in the same boat. So, what kind of losses have you guys had with these dogs? Because I, you you took some hits. Well, okay. So the way I I kind of keep my finances is i keep track of all of that i put into it okay and, and so we did but over time we were able to bring that back uh-huh. and then to start to build up on that if you'd say okay yeah but then that money would just go right back into the dog thing get reinvested and then i would keep track and then keep uh, all our finances and then try to hit that number but I always try to double that number, uh-huh. and uh, that way we're getting somewhere. Right. And you guys are actually even shipping dogs out of state? Yeah, we took a dog to Oregon. Right. Um, we did it ourselves just to ensure because we don't know any flight nannies like personally. So you guys flew it out there? We flew her, yeah. yeah. Well, what's the process on that? Um, we just booked through, this flight was booked through Alaska Air, mm-hmm. and then um, we just had to like call the airline to make sure that there was room because they only allow so many pets on board and then we had to get like the correct carrier um size and then it was a hundred extra dollars to take the dog like with us like a carry like a carry-on and then you didn't want to just throw it underneath with the luggage yeah no No. (laughs) because they're because they're short they're short nose i don't think they would do too good i don't know how the air is down there and i'm yeah i'm not trying to lose a puppy because absolutely you know how how did the dog do on the flight though did it very good yeah Yeah, slept the whole time yeah super comfortable she was fine uh it wasn't a long flight it was more of the check-in that took forever yeah but it was like a 45 minute flight how how were the other passengers they were fine they didn't even they didn't even notice it. No, care. because it was like after COVID. And so okay. it was like every other seat was empty. Oh. So it was kind of nice in a way because we had more space. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's not a bad gig then. Okay. Okay. If I had more time, I would do that. You would? <laughs> yeah, I would love would to Would you do it full time? Kind of like? I would. Yeah, I would love to do that. Because then you get to travel and, what? you know, you just have to know the process of the payment. Yeah. And the dog care, of course, you know. What do they make? Oh, I have no like idea. Yeah, no, how it worked out was they covered, so they paid, they purchased a dog, then they paid for her round trip tickets and the supplies for the dog to board, and then we paid for uh, my separate ticket just, you know, just to make it fair. Yeah. And just made a trip out of it, and we went to, flew out there to Oregon, 
and uh, spent the day out there and flew right back. Um, as far as flight nannies, like on the price, though, I've heard um, like 500 but that's on top of the plane ticket. That's on top of all the accommodations. That's and what everything. I've heard. So I'm not, that's not 100%. And I remember Gina's Instagram is, it's Ultimate Frenchies. Ultimate French. There it is, Gina, at <laughs> Ultimate Frenchies. We got you. We got you, girl. <laughs> it was going to come to us sooner or later. Um, what about these C-sections? Because I still got people coming up to me today saying, hey, I want to get a Frenchie. I want to get a Frenchie. And then this is the famous words. I don't want to pay a lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I've noticed that the price of Frenchies are going up. Oh, yeah. Like like minimum wage. Like They just keep jumping and jumping and jumping because what was it? A few years, four or five years ago, it was 2500 or something, 2200 Now they're, I think, what, minimum 35 Yeah. So who's setting the bar on these prices? Like where is it coming from? has to be the the bulldog community you know just the whole community in general. yeah because there like i said there's so many things that go into the process and, and the development of these dogs and i mean sure you could be cheap on it but then you're not going to have good good quality product if you right. would and um, where where did your bloodline come from we started off uh from iron bulls from, from george? george yeah george at iron bulls yeah, because we when he when he was on the show, he was talking about he put in a lot of work to to get yeah. that line corrected and where it's at. Our very first female, though, we did we got out of where was it? At? She was from Visalia. Visalia, there Visalia. you go. Yeah, and uh, I know the owner's name was Archie, but I'm not sure like what bloodline. Yeah, okay. Particularly like, um, it wasn't anything that we know personally. Yeah, Good old she, Visalia. There was no like social media on that either. Oh, like as far as him having like Facebook or Instagram, but that this was like back when nobody did that. It was right. more word of mouth or yeah. And she had one litter for us, and after that we kept trying and trying and and nothing, and we just spun our wheels for the first two three years, and then you know had to call it quits with her, and then she was we, the the Brindle, was it? Yeah, yes. yeah, I remember yeah. her. I remember her. She was pretty nice though. She yeah, was, she was cool. Her structure was amazing. She was cool. So what what is this process that everyone like like people want to know? Okay, because I I see these guys and they want like oh I want to get a dog. What what all does it take? Like they don't really understand the full process from start to finish. When it comes to a breeder, what all do these people have to look for? Like what all does it entail? So I try to people we've been blessed with people helping us out. So if if somebody wants to try, I'll help them out and give them tips and stuff. And and to me. I think there's two separate ways. If you're starting out, you can, if, and it all depends on what you're willing to put into it. You know, if you're a little bit on your, your budget end, I would probably try to start off with a a very nice male. And then, you know, he, he's usable within, you know, the first eight months, maybe a year or so. And and if he's a good male, people like him and you promote him and you can start studying him out and start making your money back right away. Okay. And, uh, you know, it starts from you can open it up at 500, but man, that stud fee goes up to four or 5,000 and, and up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hearing about guys charging 10, 10 yeah. to play. That's, yeah. Those See? are the words. 10, 10 to play. But they got, they got these dogs that people were willing to pay 10 to play. Yeah. You know, and then on the other end, if you're, if you're trying to do the whole breeding thing, you know, you, you got to start off 
I would try to start off with a pair if you could. Okay. You know, because we, we did the... What do you mean by a pair? You mean a male and a, a female? A male and a female, yeah. Okay. Because we, we started off with just a female, and then we were reaching and grabbing, like, here and there for different studs. But in the long end, it was just it was just costing us... Costing a lot of money. Yeah, so what kind of guarantees do, do these people have to look for when they study? Is every breeder a little different? Is, it, yeah. is there, like, a standard? Like, you know, hey, you, you pay the stud fee, now you got unlimited attempts until it's time. It depends on the breeder, but as far as I know, what is kind of what I see across the board is, you know, a certain litter size is promised, and if not, you get the rebreed. But also, it does depend on the breeder, so that that is a question you would want to ask. And if they're local and if they're yeah, far away. Yeah, if they're away, local they're and if they ship, if you want to do that route. Um, so, you know, not just the dogs. You have to make sure you have time to whelp. You have to make sure you have... Uh, enough for the supplies for the puppies just in case or if you can't carry the supplies uh make sure you get in touch with the breeder that'll help you out well let, let's let's talk about the whelping and the supplies so what all does that entail um at first i didn't really know what to have but now um i always have on hand i have formula yeah i use a sibilac formula uh -huh. um i have feeding tubes yeah um bottles but i started using because gina suggested them they work amazing they're called the miracle nipple that thing is it that bottle works so good is it an actual bottle or, it, or is it that thing from china it goes on a syringe no oh, it's not okay. that yeah it's just like the tip goes on the syringe yeah. and it it's that thing that That's thing amazing. Helped a, yes have you seen that one from china where it's got four spouts on yeah. it and yeah. Pour, ah, yeah we gotta try to get one of those, those dude, i think he's charging like a, it's a hundred and something american bucks or whatnot for it i was like dang but but that better not like be made out of also. bats you know what i'm saying no i know <laughs> <laughs> um i also carry like i try to have on hand like nursemate just in case mom's not producing uh, for mom, I try to have like pumpkin in case her stomach is upset. That have you, helps. Have you ever had a, have you ever whooped the litter and the mom just yes. not, not be a great mom? Yes. So w w what all happens there? That's when the feeding tubes come in. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the formula and the nursemate because that's the colostrum supplement. Yeah. We, we've actually been fortunate enough and blessed to, to use your guys' inc incubator. And, yes. And the incubator helps. I get our incubators from Lance Drake. He's yeah. on Facebook. Okay. And uh, we've ha we've experienced both good moms and bad moms. Mm -hmm. And having a good mom is just makes the world oh, a yeah. difference. I mean, when she just jumps in there, she's loving on the pups. She's not neglecting them. She doesn't hate them. Doesn't give them that crazy gangster eye. Like, <laughs> what are these little creatures, these aliens, and get them off of me? Um well, I mean, if you can do everything in house, that is the absolute way. Yeah. If, yeah, if you're in control, like mom knows you because, yeah. you know, you send her to a whelper. If you've never, if the dog's never met the person whelping it. Yeah. I mean, not that it always turns out bad, but you know, it, it does, it can make the mom nervous. She just had puppies. She's out of it. And yeah. then she's in this new place. And well, it's, it's gotta be hard for uh, someone that just had, like say they had their first litter and I send the, I send the puppies over. Let's say I send the puppies over to you guys and the mom. But a puppy doesn't make it or whatnot. And it's, I mean, how hard, I mean, because I've heard stories where these whelpers are just putting in, I mean, everything they yeah. got. And yes. If a puppy, I mean, heart and soul, tears, working hard through <laughs> the night. Lots of tears. <laughs> yeah, lots of tears. And 
some just don't make it. Like we we had a litter of our English bulldog, and one came out with the with the cleft palate. And yes. we tried everything. We tried bottle feeding. We tried to save him as far as we could go, and it just got to the point where he just got frail. And and the, because the, you know the, the boys loved him so much, we actually took him to the vet. And we had it all done the right way, and you know they they put him to rest and whatnot. But uh, there there is just some times where have you ever had a breeder come back to you and be like. This is your guys' fault or something? No, we've had amazing breeders yeah. that we've worked with. Um, Johnny Mendoza is one of them. Yeah. He's been awesome. I still can, you know, we communicate still. And if I have a question, he knows. Um, also, Juan, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's Magallon, but yeah. I welt for him also. And he, he was, the communication's good. And and that's the key is having a good communication with your whelper. You so know. when you say you welt for them, like, so... Every time they have a litter, they're coming uh, to you no, guys. Every, but for the most part. It just started like this last year. Oh, this last year? Yeah. Okay. So where do you guys see yourself in the future? What are your plans? Do you have any plans? Any top secret information that you want to reveal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, right now, I mean, the dog thing, is it's a process, you know. Yeah. And so we, we're going to try to uh, bring in a couple new females and stick with uh, the males we have right now and just let that kind of run its course and... We're trying to stick with the dog theme, so you know we're never, we're not really trying to stop. So we're getting into the the grooming thing now, okay, and uh, trying to head that way and and stay in the the dog family or the pet family. Well, you guys actually went ahead and invested money, added onto your home and to yeah. your property, and to accommodate this. Like you guys, you guys ain't playing, right? Yeah, no, we had a, a large. You guys room. built a large room, right? Yeah, it's probably the biggest room on the. In the, the house, <laughs> the whole house. Yeah, it's <laughs> and it's and it's for the dogs. Yeah, yes, but that's cool. <laughs> tell me, uh, tell us a, a little bit about the room. Like, what what made you want to do it? Because what they were in the garage at first, or in the house, or oh yeah, they were in the house, and, and you know they'd stay in the house with us, but then they would sleep in their their kennel. Yeah. You know, they'd play in the backyard and, and all that good stuff. But you know, we're we're trying to to grow. Yeah. You know, and, and so like I said before, we're just we just put everything that we make back into it and we're just trying to continue to, to grow and what we're doing. Okay, okay. Um if you had to do this by yourself, how hard would that have been if you guys weren't a team? I, I couldn't do it by myself. No. No, not with my work schedule, my kids. You know, we we run a, a friendship group at our church. We're busy with people. Um I mean we're we're all over the place and having her home to raise my kids. I, I see the difference in that right in itself is worthy of, of, you know, my, my efforts. Yeah. Um, I, I know of a few guys that, that do it by themselves and dude, they, my hat goes off to them cause it's not easy. I mean, to the point where they'll even drive down to LA to, to go do the breeding. I mean, uh, throw down Ralph at throw down. I, I witnessed that. That dude's a savage. Yeah. He's just straight up. He's he's all over the board. The dude's he's. I don't think he sleeps. Does he? <laughs> I don't know, bro. Because if I called him at three in the morning, he'd answer. Just he'd be like, apps, he, maybe. yeah, he'd be like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's get it. Huh? Yeah, let's get it. Where you at? Hey, or hey, I'm out front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's what it takes, though, right? I mean, yeah. you it's it's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. You can't quit. You you got to push through. You got to keep moving. You know. But but it's kind of nice that a lot of people 
they try and they quit after their first time in a way because the market's getting kind of flooded. Yeah. Would would you say it's flooded a little bit? You could say that, but your quality is still going to show. Yeah. You know, you you can do the cheap thing and yeah, the market's going to get flooded with these wonky dogs, but. Wonky, I like that. (laughs) But uh, I'm going to have an episode (laughs) called Wonky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we, we definitely, I think we stand set apart from, from others. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's just. I mean, the quality of the dog is important, but also like your relationship with your buyers. Yeah. I mean, it's like a family. Like they should be able to call you and ask a question, and you want them to come back and say, "Do you have any more?" Yeah. You know, like we want families like that. Like that's it's nice. We've had that. We've been blessed with nice families that actually want to be a part of the kennel, not just I'm going to buy a dog off you and buy disappear. No, we stay in contact. And they ask questions and I answer. So so you guys are selling a lot of pets. Yes. A lot of pets that are actually going to family homes and being a part of their family. Like they're not they're not going into a backyard. Right. They're not yes. you know, just for income or whatnot. So that's kinda cool. That's awesome. And then like for the we've had we've had we have like two people that are planning on breeding, but of course the females are barely getting old enough. Yeah. Um, but they keep in contact with us also. Oh, so, so so you guys get to see photos of them and stuff yeah. when they're older, and that's what oh, we want. Cool. We want to we want to be able to ask for photos and you know not have this weird yeah like this weird you don't talk to me like anymore. That. Yeah, like no, yeah. we we try our best to to have an it's an experience. It's not just you get a dog and you know goodbye. It's it's more than that. Yeah. How how does your guys's faith play play a role in your in your in your business or your breeding? I would, for me, it gives me more confidence because I know as long as we're, you know, doing right with God, I mean, we may fail in our eyes, but he's still going to show us things through that. And so it's not the, the idea of failure isn't like it was before God. Yeah. And so, um, that gives me confidence because I know, I know he's, he's my provider and I just have to do my part. Yeah. He um, meaning God. <laughs> yeah. How about you? You know, God God is the, the center of everything. Uh-huh. The center of our relationships, uh, you know, our marriage, our kids, our business. You know, we, we give to God. We, we tithe and, and we've been faithful. And there's nothing that that can stand in our way. You know? Yeah. We, we, we just got to keep going and... and God has been in there in the middle of everything and he always sends us what we need at the right moment. Yeah. I was having a conversation with this uh, gentleman a while back and uh, about three weeks ago and we were talking about business and whatnot. And, and he said, you know what? I, I, it doesn't matter. I, you know, what? I, whether the guy's a, whether the company's a believer or a Christian based or whatnot, or a non-Christian based or a non-believing company, he said he'd rather go to the non-believing company because he doesn't believe in God. I said, that's cool. That's awesome, man. I know I, you, you have that freedom to do so. And then he go, he, he asked me, he, he goes, you know what? I, I don't think anybody should believe in the Bible. I said, that's kind of dangerous. He goes, well, why is that? I said, cause somebody like me, you don't want me to be in the past like I used to be. I said, because yeah. if I'm hungry, I'm coming for you, bro. I said, there's a lot of guys out there and women. There's a lot of people that were really, really bad people. 
And if they've changed their life, whether you believe in it or not, I would encourage them to keep doing whatever they're doing because I don't want them to be the old them. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? So if whoever you are out there, if you found a niche and it's keeping you from being a horrible, dark individual, whether I agree with it or whether I believe in it, I I encourage you to keep going because that's one less risk factor, I guess you would say. And it kind of hit him. It resonated. I was like, you're basically asking a person who changed their life and wants to do good to become a felon or a murderer or continue selling dope, ruining people's houses and families and kids. And I go, is that really what you want that guy to do? You know, he's like, you know what? I I never thought about it that way. I go, yeah. I go, so I I support anyone in in, in any form of business, whether they're they're a believer or they're not a believer. But I also want people to know that I do believe. And, you know, you guys believe too. And I believe that in your guys' business, the way you are, it it's nice to know, especially if they're, there's a difference between believing and following. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I can believe it's going to rain, but still go outside without my umbrella and get soaked. Yeah. You know, but people that are following what, whatever their faith is uh, and they're following it and they're doing it, it's it's kind of nice to know that, that they're going to be convicted if they if they do burn you. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's a lot harder to say, oh, yeah, th- th- this dog's got zero health issues and you know it does. That's not going to resonate with you yeah. very well once you make that deal. You can, you're can you going to feel convicted. You're going to be like, oh, dude, I shouldn't have did that. Or Yeah, because we're held accountable at a higher level. You know, we, we really are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, praise God. So to the guy that wants to breed, to the guy that, or to the family that wants to start and they haven't started, what is there like a checklist or like something you would ask them like, hey, you guys should really consider this. Don't just jump into it. Because first you're going to dump what, four grand? Minimum, About a minimum. minimum four grand. You know, uh, if you want the cute little micro ones with all the little meryl spots and stuff, what, eight, yeah. ten, something like that. What do you have to say, say to them? Because you guys have been in it for quite some time. Am I supposed to talk now? Yeah, go for it. So first of all, I would say get your support group. A support. You, you get at least two awesome. breeders that you can trust. Yeah. Two breeders that you can call, uh-huh. you know, and talk to on the phone or they'll come over and help you out. Um, then from there, make sure you have enough money to buy the dog, the C-section, and a little bit extra just in case. Yeah. Um, and I would recommend getting a pair. Yeah. Because we did spend a lot on stud fees. Not even, a, like, we did find good deals. We were blessed with people that, you know, helped us out. But it was still money out of our pocket. Yeah. And so, um, and uh, as far as, like, I would have changed, I would have just gotten a pair that, that, we really liked as far as like you said like if you want a merrill get a merrill yeah don't try to breed a merrill that's just my opinion i could be wrong other breeders might say something different but this is my opinion and make sure you have the time to whelp make sure you have time to take the dog to the vet for progesterone test for the ai if you don't do it yourself find somebody that does the ai you know you got to know all these things um if you're going to want to take the dog in for x-rays or an ultrasound make sure you have time to do that um, find a vet that you trust. Well, that 
uh, since you said ultrasound and whatnot, that seems to be a hot topic nowadays because that's kind of like a, an insurance packet now to see yes. how many you have, how many you actually have and how many you're getting back because you don't get to be in the delivery room, right? Nope. Most of the time, no. I've heard vets that do, but not in our area. Not in our area. Or yeah. they have a window. I've heard that there's vets that do have like a window where you can see, but cool. not in not that I know of. Because when you're talking about ten thousand dollar, five thousand, eight thousand dollar puppies, I would want to watch this many. happen yes. and know exactly how many are there, just for my for my insanity, just to know yeah. it's you know, I mean, because you never know. And then after that, like after you know, you find the vet, make sure you have time to walk the puppies. It's at least four weeks. Yeah, two weeks for sure, round the clock. Every round two hours, the clock. Round the clock. Every two hours. Every two hours. You if, hear that, and people? That, and that's like even more if they're having issues because by the time you're done, you're going to get about 20 minutes of sleep, if that. Especially in depending between. on how many puppies there are because yes. you got to go from, if you got to bottle feed one, bottle feed the next, by the time you get down, then you're done. Then it's almost time to feed you again. You wipe <laughs> them, you clean them, you put them away, then you get to walk away, maybe get a bite to eat, lay down, then they start whimpering. Yes. Oh my gosh. And then you have to be home. You can't leave. Can't so leave. two weeks, sacrifice your two weeks. And and especially if they're not yours. Yes, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. No. And then so I would say, you know, two weeks around the clock, but for allow yourself four weeks, you yeah. know, to walk the puppies and then uh, make sure you have your time. Also, get your social media set up, your social you know, media, get your, you know, your your stuff going beforehand just so you're ready when it's time to sell. Yeah. And um time for that also it takes time to answer potential buyers i i remember when you guys had a cup uh man maybe about two years ago about two years ago you guys were you guys were putting in a lot of effort with your, with that litter to sell because yes. it was like your first litter you guys were starting to make money back you guys were doing you guys were like on every site out there dude you had people just every it took a lot of work it wasn't yeah. like Hey guys, I got uh, I got six puppies. Yeah, holla at oh. me. <laughs> you know, no, you had to put in some work because there's a lot of people that want to ask, and then you got those uh, those bargainers. Yeah, uh, and that's what you got to watch out for. Yeah, you like she just said, you put in all this work, time, effort, money. I mean, you're you're staying up all night, you're crying because you're you're losing one, and you're you're doing everything you can to save them, right? And then somebody wants to come over. And just be like, hey, I got I got a thousand dollars. What you got? I ain't got nothing for you. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing for you. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, I'm gonna charge you a thousand bucks just to talk to me right yeah, now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and that's the thing. We we talk to people all day sometimes, a few days asking questions still. And and then another thing we didn't do in the beginning, but we do now is ask for a deposit. Deposits. Yeah, I was just about to say it. So, so. one time, I'll tell you this one time. <laughs> This person called me. They said, yeah, yeah, let's meet him or said all for it, all for it. You know, so there we go with the puppy. He got off work. We rushed over there because I don't go by myself. Yeah. So we rushed over there uh, to the Costco parking lot in Merced. And we're waiting, waiting. Nobody shows up. 30 minutes later, I try calling him phones off. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. And so I'm like, I'm going to call from his phone. They had blocked us. They blocked our number. So they answered when I called from his phone. And I'm like, why can't you just say you don't want the dog? That's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to get my feelings hurt. Yeah. You know, but so now before we go anywhere, we ask, even if it's a small deposit, we ask for a deposit because that's our time. Yeah. You know, that's our 
that's time. Yeah, that's, time your, is money. that's your family time that you could be having with your yes. kids. You can be doing whatsoever. Like that's why when you said I'm gonna charge you a thousand dollars to talk to me, yeah. and you know, yeah, like it's, that's a, it's a great idea, or ten ten percent of whatever the dog cost. <laughs> it does. It takes, <laughs> it takes so much time to talk to people. It yeah, takes so much time. You ever come across some sketchy characters where you're like, whoa, I don't know if we want to do this deal. Oh, you know what? Um, yeah, yeah, there was one. But uh, it actually turned out to be one of the best sales that we uh, we had made. Really? Yeah. And, you know, Let's I wasn't it. really. We still talk to them. Yeah. yeah. We weren't really too sure. And, uh, you know, they're kind of going back and forth at the price. And uh-huh. you know, we asked for the deposit. And it was kind of, I think they kind of were nervous, too, you know. Well, that's Yeah, that's kind of a big move. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, no, we, we ended up delivering out there in San Francisco. And, and uh his name's Happy, and he's he's happy. <laughs> he is happy that dog. He's that, happy with that dog. Yeah, and you know we see him out there on the beach in San Francisco, just living a good life. And we almost pulled it. We almost said, "No, nah, this can't be. This can't be real." You know. So that dog's got a great home. He's got a beautiful family. Yeah. Dude, that's that's what that's got to make you feel good, especially it with does. all that time and effort no, you put does. in on those dogs. It, it makes us happy. <laughs> yeah. Just to see, you know they're so cared for and that that's what we want you know yeah they might seem expensive but we need to make sure that you can afford these dogs they're they might have an issue and and we want them to have the best we want you know we want them to be dressed up and be on the beach and you know have these have their their own instagram page and stuff follow me yeah we'd love to see that and um yeah they're they're characters they're worth it and we had to save for our first so i mean it's it's not they're not cheap. That was was it Zoe? Zoe, hey, yeah. Zoe, yeah, she was cool. She was, she was a little dog. savage. <laughs> uh, have you ever had a dog with like health health issues? Have you ever had one like where you're like, oh, dude, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do something with this? Uh, not really. Not really. The may, maybe the worst thing that we have is a little bit of allergies. Allergies, you know? yeah. But it's just a common thing. Yeah. Uh, we give them. What is it, Provecto and No, it's Provecto. Provecto. Yeah. We do Provecto and then um we have to feed grain free. Yeah. Grain free. So, and then I, I also do filtered water. Filtered. Yeah. I don't do tap water. Oh. Also helps with tear stains. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well where we live, who knows what's in that water. Yeah, that's why it's I, I can tell the difference when I use if I go back to the tap water, it it doesn't. Oh, so you guys give okay, so the dogs get filtered water grain-free food uh what, what else do you guys do to kind of set your to make the dogs a little extra well we just set up that grooming studio so they got you know baths blow dryer like a oh, heated dude, blow dryer the fluff them out real nice and yeah you know they have each other's company my boys my boys play a big part in that because they they spend the time with them yeah you know we do too but not you know, we're taking care of grown-up stuff. So so these dogs are already acclimated to family life, playing yes. with kids and all that, just having a good old time running around, jumping over, licking your face and ears, and yeah. just, that's awesome. And that's what people should have. They don't want this dog that's just locked up in a cage all day long. Yes. And, and that's, that's where the room comes in also because the puppies have that whole, we're very careful on not putting puppies out on the ground. Uh, that's something I'm really careful about um, until they're fully vaccinated. Um, yeah. so they run the room cause I disinfect the floor constantly. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so they, they get to run the whole room, you know, and it's, it's hard in your house. You're like, oh, where's the puppies at? They go everywhere. But the room is set up for them. And so they get to play and run and, you know, they have their social time. And do you guys have pictures of the room up on your, on your Instagram? I don't no, know. I, don't, I, th- I think only when we were building it. Oh, only when you guys yeah. were building it? Like when it was empty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool deal. All right, guys. I want to thank you guys for coming and sharing your experience. I appreciate that. Folks, Marcus and Jessica with Bull Hogs. You can look them up on Instagram at Bull Hogs. They have an amazing, amazing characters. They got wonderful dogs. Uh, I highly recommend these guys. There's... There's only a handful of people that I would recommend you to, and these are one of them. Guys, thank you once again for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. This is Off Leash. This is your host, Rana Johal, and this is Episode 7. Off Leash. These much